What's up, guys? Um, welcome to the Wedding Pros Podcast. Today, we're talking about delivering an amazing client experience from wire to wire. Today, we're talking about a topic that is very close to our hearts yeah. um, here at Stop Go Love, which is our um, wedding brand, in case you didn't know, um, which is client experience, right? Yep. And we think about client experience, that's the term we would use to describe the wire-to-wire experience all the way from a bride finding us on Instagram or getting a referral down through just delivering a product, Yep. right? And so when we talk about it, we don't really talk like, oh, sales or wedding day. We always say like client experience, like it's one thing. Yeah, and and also like we always don't talk about ourselves as, oh, we're a creative company. We always talk about ourselves as a, you know, a service, a client experience, you know, service even a product to to people. Yeah, even a product for sure. Yeah, because because it's all about like client experience and um, client expectations and delivering on those expectations, producing like whatever they're expecting to have, you know. And and so for those, if you if you don't know about our brand, Stop Go Love, um, we shoot around a hundred twenty weddings a year, maybe more. Ish. Ish between photo video and photo booth. And maybe no, not even including photo booth. But but we do a lot of weddings and we're good at closing leads as well. We we close our leads at probably around a 25% rate once we Yeah, we had a six hundred leads last year and we signed 160 contracts. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty good. I've heard in the industry it's 5%, and we're closer to 25%. So if you're wondering, why should I listen to these people? Um, that's why. We have over 100 reviews on The Knot and Wedding Wire. Like our, our customers are happy. So we're not just talking, um, making this crap up. We're not just these new people. We've been running this for 9 or 10 years. Um, and so for us... We, I think we know a thing or two about client experience. We built our business on it, and our clients, I think they enjoy working with us. Yeah, and for me personally, I mean, I like that part of the, the like, I still like to do creative, but at the same time, I like the sales process. I think a lot of people tend to veer away from it a little bit and, and be like, oh, I got to get through this to do the thing that um, I actually want to do. And I think over time, I just learned to figure out a way to interact with people in a way that I actually enjoyed. And it shows in that people book us, you know, a lot. And, and it's, um, you know, I think I've become a pretty decent sales guy just by, you know, enjoying conversation with people and kind of keeping it that simple. So, yeah. yeah. So let's talk a little bit about um, client experience. And um, one of the things I see in this industry is there's this huge emphasis on, um, um, consultations, branding, kind of front branding, end client experience huge. kind of stuff. Yep. Like, yep. what's your Instagram like? Uh, oh, you know, all these people, let me review your website. You know, I don't like that website, you know. And, um, and, just, and also and consultations. Instagram, yeah, Instagram, Instagram world is like, it's, it's maddening nowadays because it's, you know, I feel like most people spend probably a quarter of their time just worrying about Instagram and Facebook and social media that, you know, the rest of it kind of becomes second fiddle as far as the experience, the actual experience yeah. when you're talking to clients and, and leading up to their wedding and the whole overall experience. I like to describe it like this, right? Yeah. Your client experience shouldn't start on the mountaintop. Mm-hmm. It should start in the valley. <laughs> like okay. a person should be going up. It should be getting better and better and better. Oh, this is, yeah, this is deep. Instead I, of I'm like you, you kind of get on and like you're, the first – they see your brand. It's amazing. They have this great Instagram. You have a cool promo video. Your website's awesome. All your best works up there, of course, not the ones that you don't want them to see. They think you're going to be the best person ever. They get a hold of you. They meet you in your hip office. It's so cool. Everything's great. You have the right hat on and you look awesome and everything about you is cool. And then you get their money and then you start emailing the back longer and longer. And then you're like it just gets worse and worse. Hey, you hear and about worse. it all the time. And then yeah. by the time like you're done shooting, the person's like hates you. Yeah. Because he spent five thousand dollars on you. 
and you took six, seven, eight months to get them their stuff. Yep. And it's like you started up here. They thought it was they had this fantasy of what it's going to be like to work with you, and the reality it was way down here. Yep. And it's like that. That should not be your client experience model. Our experience is, you find us, you love it. Maybe you, maybe you're here, but we want it to go. The reality of working with us, we want to be better than you even expected. We want to make your expectations and just defy them in a good way. Yep. You know, exceed them. And, and even it's a marathon, man. It is. It's a long form thing. Client experience, a lot of clients, you have them for a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Yep. Before you even are done with that relationship. So, so it's a big for deal. better or for worse. Yep. So let's talk about kind of how we break it down, the stages of client experience a little bit. Sure. Sure. Um, so we pretty much start with branding, you know, kind of like lead generation and um and giving a person the right experience. But what do you think about the whole branding movement in the wedding creative world? Uh yeah, like like we just talked about a little bit, I think. People do spend a lot of time on it and they worry about it. You know, you, you see a lot of people who just started out who are like, I need a brand, I need a brand, I need a brand, and I need a good logo, and my colors need to be right, and then I need to get it on this kind of paper. All, all things that are, I think, important. Important. I know people that but, redo their website every year. But but they nobody, when they first start out, think about systems and they don't think about, um, okay, well, what is my client experience? Hopefully, that's be? changing. By the way, with the in pro- proliferation of like HoneyBook yeah. and Seventeen, yeah, yeah, oh, totally. totally. That it's easier than ever to have like an organized system. Yep, yep. Um, I think there it, it is harder to think through that process if if especially if you're new, right? So you don't know what you don't know. Getting into it, you're not going to know like, um, okay, well, brides actually feel this way if you don't respond to them within 24 hours. If you're new to the industry, yeah. you know, I, I uh, had a, uh, a bride of mine reach out uh, yesterday morning. Uh, I'm supposed to do an engagement session with her tomorrow. Yesterday, um, I emailed a ton of people. I got a ton of work done. I didn't get to her email. She called me this morning like, hey, uh, I want to make sure you got my email about the engagement session tomorrow. I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we're, we're good to go. But Brides, definitely. That's a huge but, but point. The, but you don't know that until you branding, are having a bride knock down your door. The branding, that first initial first impression you have with the client. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. It's incredibly important. It really is. Yep. Like, I think in the photo world, photographers are more savvy to this. Um, videographers, I cannot tell you how many times I've looked at someone's logo and said, I would never hire that guy. Based on his logo. Yeah, because it looks like a production guy logo. Yeah, like, and this is, if you're hearing this, I'm going to say something. This is my opinion. If you're making a bunch of money with this, whatever, who cares what I say? Good for you. Yeah, good for you. But, like, when I look at the a wedding brand and it says Blah Blah Productions, I'm like, that, <laughs> why are you, like, the client doesn't understand what that means. It's just, like, it's obvious I can already tell you what the person's going to say, which is if I was had a private involvement with that guy, it's mm-hmm. like, so what do you love? Well, I don't really want to be doing weddings long term. I, I really, I really want to be doing production work. Okay. You okay. know, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's just like, that's, it's obvious that. in your yeah. branding that you don't really want to be doing the weddings. And, and like, you're kind of telling people through your branding, this isn't, this is for everyone, not I just might, you. I might be doing weddings now, but I'm really Steven Spielberg. Yeah, in case I, you, didn't you know, know, or like uh. it's a commercial product or what? It's just it's not pretty. Mm-hmm. It doesn't fit onto the brand. It doesn't like it's weird. It doesn't sound right. And and and, and well, like with with video people especially, I find that they're not thinking wedding industry. They're thinking video industry. Yes. And and with photographers, I, I, I think I agree with you. I, a lot of photographers, I think the first thing most photographers that I see are good at isn't even photography. It's their people. They're people people. Yeah. So, really successful photographers are all about per, their own personal brand. Yep. Yep. They know how to curate themselves. Yes. Yep. Yep. So uh, they know how to um, get people interested in the person and then when they're talking to people, they they make them feel like you are talking to somebody who is great. <laughs> so so like I'll contrast it. 
and maybe we'll have an image on screen yeah. if you're watching YouTube. I don't know. But like when you watch, when you go to a photographer's personal page and you see their own, they'll first of all, they always say, get to know me. They'll always have a post of themselves. It'll be shot by a professional. Mm -hmm. They'll be wearing cool clothes. They'll be aspirational. You'll be like, that could be my friend. That person's cool. Mm -hmm. When you go get to know a, photo a videographer's page, They'll always be standing there with 17 cameras. <laughs> I love those shots. Like, and I'm like, do you think that this... Which, by the way, when, when I, as a videographer, look at them, I'm like, oh, yeah, he has some cool cameras. But that's, a, that's not what the bride and groom I are going to think. I think about like... They're going to be bride, like, look at this nerd with cameras. Well, and when we <laughs> talk to brides, we sell a lot of weddings, so we get a lot of data, right? We work with a lot of people. Yeah. And people criticize, for, if you don't know this, videographers... If you're bringing too much gear to the wedding, other people talk crap about you. Yep, they and it's a and it's a sales. It's a point of sale for savvy crap. videographers who are like, "Look, we're low footprint. We aren't like those guys." Just so people are aware. But that's your brand. Yeah. And so if you're telling people in your initial branding expectation, that's I'm going to come with a whole bunch of crap and I'm going to stand out at your wedding. Mm -hmm. Look at, they don't care if you're holding a red camera. All they go is that camera's giant. I don't want that at my wedding. Mm -hmm. Yep. So like, I do think like in videography, like if you're running a videography business, we got to raise our game mm -hmm. in the industry because we have a lot more negative stigmas to overcome than photographers. Photographers are like mostly like pretty 20 something year old millennial girls who wear all free people and... <laughs> Are <laughs> the most general statement. <laughs> yeah, like that's their perception in the world. Like they don't have, they have a positive perception. They have Instagram friendly perception. Yep, yep. And that's their brand. Definitely. And our brand, first of all, it's video. It doesn't fit as well in social media. Yep. Because it's, it's it's less feed friendly. Yep. But second of all, we just are. We have a lot more gear. We have to. When you have to be very careful with the message you send when that person sees you on their website and stuff. So so your branding, the definition of branding is what do people say about you when you're not around? Yep. Right? And so your brand is like anywhere from, it's it's not a logo. It's your reputation. That's your brand. Yep. And so when we talk branding, we're thinking social, logo, the work you release, the website, the way it navigates, the way that you talk about your brand, like so, the way we, you talk to people. Mm -hmm. For us and our branding, our branding is set up so that a client knows exactly what to expect. We get about six hundred or so leads a year um, who fill out a form. Um, we send out around two hundred contracts, and we close around one hundred and six. Maybe no, around one hundred eighty contracts. We send out. We close one hundred and sixty. What does that tell me? That tells me that from the moment someone heard about me or first experienced me, we're doing a good job curating, like calling the clients before they even get to us. Because mm -hmm. I, I, a lot of people are having to talk to 600 people to close 5% of them. Yep. And we're having to talk to 600 people and we're closing 25% of them. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. they're seeing our Instagram, they're reading our site, right? So our language is speaking in such a way, it's kind of um, low key, humorous, um, a little silly. Yep. They're like, oh, this guy seem like cool guys. Oh, our pictures are nice. Oh, these they I can imagine working with them. The pricing is right there. Yep. Oh, okay, I can afford that. So by the time they're filling out that form, they're already in the place where they're like, I want to work with these guys. Mm -hmm. They have good mm -hmm. work. They seem cool. I get it. So this kind of it kind of goes directly against some thought out there where, where some people are like, well, I only want to put a little bit of content out there so that people, you know, get the hook out there so that I can get them on the phone, right? Yeah. To 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 come and have a conversation with me. And then that's when I lay out my prices. That's when I lay out a more of a and, personality. And where, I don't where, have do, a where do you think that, that line is? Yeah. Well, I don't have a problem with that because if you're if that's what you're trying to do, mm -hmm. maybe you're in a very competitive market. Yeah. And you know that every let's be real, a lot of our work is comparable. You might be just as good as another guy. And it doesn't mean you're not both great, yep, right? But totally. you can't separate yourself as well no, Jay, with the work. We are the best. We're the best. We're the best. Out. It's harder to separate yourself with your work than a lot of photographers and videographers mm -hmm. want to admit that the client experience is actually what sets them apart. Totally. totally. And so like they know I got to get this person in the room with me. 
That's yep. how I'm going to separate myself. Um, that's cool. Your branding yep. just needs to reflect that. Yep. Your branding needs to produce the client experience that you um, can close on. Yep. And uh, and I'm not telling you to do what, what we do. I'm telling you what we do works for us mm-hmm. because it's producing the client experience we want. Because let's talk through the client experience, the overall belief system with ours. Because just if we were to sum it up really quick, what do we want the client experience to be with Stop Go Love? Um. Hmm. So yeah, we didn't talk about that. So I, I, off the top of my head, I would probably say, um, I want people to look back at Stop Go Love as one of the um, one of the best vendors to be around on their wedding day, the easiest to work with through the entire process, um, and I guess the most professional. I, that, that, that's probably what I would, I would say. say. We talk about being easy. Yep. We talk about being fun. And we talk about having character and integrity. Yeah, that's what we talk about a lot. Yep. And and like and of course we want you to love your product. Yes. We want you to love your product. I, I'm always assuming that goes without saying. If you're listening to this, well, um, yeah. If you're if you've been doing video for a while, I mean, there's a certain expectation that you are good at what you do. I think. Yeah, they yeah. wouldn't like. Let's just assume that's the only reason you're around. They wouldn't get a hold of you if they didn't like yep. your product. Yeah. But. So, but in terms of the client experience, we want it to be really easy, which that's a big deal to us. Easy. Yes. For yep. you, like in clear expectations and no, oh, I didn't, whatever. So for your brand, if you're running like a luxury brand in $8,000, maybe you might say like eight to 10, maybe more. Mm-hmm. You might say like, I want it to be viewed as luxury or exclusive mm-hmm. or creative. I don't know. Like maybe you're right. Maybe you're wrong. But but whatever it is, like that client experience, that branding message that's on the front end, if you know if if you want someone to um, view you as high end, everything has to tell that yeah, story. Yeah, has to be has to be woven through everything. Has to be like your logo has to look Soup high to end. Yep. Your all your work has to be high end. Yep. When you get to your site, like there are some people's work who I look at their work and I know I have to do an inquiry before I even go to their site. Mm-hmm. I have to, I'm never going to get a price from that person. Mm-hmm. That's cool. But I think if I get to your, if I look at your work and I'm like, this person's work isn't that good. Like it's not better than mine. And then I go and I'm like, now I got to get, get a, I, this is just my perception of our market. If somebody's looking at us and one of our competitors and then they get a hold of me and they can get the price in five seconds and it's a lot easier to book us, they're going to go with us. They're going to go with us. Yes. Yep. So you better be freaking way better than me if you're not going to give that price up front. Yep. 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 And that 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 just goes to make goes back to making it easy, making yeah. it simple. And and I mean, I think there's a totem pole of of you know wedding vendors. Video in our case, videographers, um, photographers are higher on the totem pole. I find that usually when people are getting to videography and getting to DJ and getting to kind of all these. Um, Oh God, I don't want to offend people, but like auxiliary services, I'll say. Uh, yeah. So extra, extra services. Those cotton, are, cotton, we're about to buy a cotton candy company. That is definitely one of the last things. The easier you can make like it. like to haves, not must haves. Yes. So so uh, once you get to that point, people have already had a conversation with the venue. They've had a conversation with the caterer, with the photographer, with probably you know four to five other people. And they're like, I'm wedding out. You know what? I, I, I don't want to have another or two hour consultation I where I have to buy someone dinner. Blog and, and I told me 2500 yeah. for my photography, but I actually had to just, spend 4500 Just make it, just make it easy for people, man. Like if you're just like, Hey, this is what we do. This is what we are. And, and you know, this is how we, ah, oh, great. All right. I just want to, I find that when I'm on the phone with people, I'm just catching up with them. Like they're like ready to book. They're like, okay, good. I just want to check this off the list. Oh, thank you for being easy and just being a normal person to talk to and not being super sales pitchy. And like, so those are things that work to our so, advantage, I find. So let's just kind of get into it. We've yeah. kind of talked about some of our beliefs about client experience. We believe it's a soup to nuts thing. It's, yeah. We want it to get better the more you experience us. We want to leave you wanting more at the end of the client experience. We want you to want to refer us. Yeah. And we get a ton of referrals not just from our couples but from our um vendors we got 60 vendor referrals last year mm-hmm. you know, like 
in terms of our weddings spread, about a, we get about 100 referrals a year. Yeah. Or more. Depending on if they tell us or not, and and those are those are high quality leads because oh, referrals your most yeah. high quality lead it's yeah. your lead conversion was that sixty percent lead yeah your conversion? lead conversion yeah. on on the referrals are very high, and so and so like we want that we're all about client experience and so let's just talk through the stages of client experience we talked about branding okay. um, so let's just kind of get into really how how well just chronologically right. I think that you're talking, when it comes to client experience, you're really talking about a few different stages of client experience, and it all goes into one overall experience, which is kind of your branding, the experience they have before they even talk to you, your sales, yep. what's the experience there, your pre-wedding, um, like once they book, kind of how is that experience as they're getting up to the day and and then the wedding day experience and then the post wedding experience you know you really have what is that six stages yeah um, no that's five five stages yep you have five stages of wedding experience and 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 we really have a different way of handling each of them mm-hmm. same belief system but really kind of we we it's very curated for us we 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 work very hard so so we'll kind of go Branding, we got like, we talked about what it is. We have, you know, there's a bunch of components to your branding and your client experience there. Your social, your website, your marketing, um, really how much content do you even have out there, mm-hmm. you know? And then is, is it consistent and is it producing the right expectations? So there's a term you use a lot, client expectation. What is that? Why is that so important even before they even sit down and you pitch them a package? Yeah, sure. So I, I think videography is very prevalent. Um, where people go into a conversation with me on the phone and, and they're like, I know about wedding videography. I know that you deliver on tape and that you're going to give me some, uh, or, or that you shoot on tape, you're going to deliver on DVDs and boom, 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 boom. And, and just being able to start from, you know, ground zero with someone new because a lot of, a lot of people, especially if you're talking to like a mom or, you know, a planner, someone who's not really, you know, yeah, planners are, are are much more savvy with with videography, but some people they just don't know about the service. So they have gotten the service maybe twenty years ago. Um, they don't know that you know videography has changed substantially in well, in and even thirty from years. A, but from a branding perspective, yes. before the person's even got a hold of you, does what you put out there help set the expectation? Mm-hmm. Like do like on our website, we have links to every deliverable. Yep. Oh, you want to see what a ceremony is like? You want to see what speeches are like? You want to see what this is like? You want to see what that is like? If a person wanted to, they could decide that they liked every deliverable in our package before they even got a hold of us. Yes, yes. Like that message is out there. Create the right expectation of what to expect from not only what we're like personally and what it's like to work with us, but what do you get? It also gives them um, questions to ask you. When yep. you get on the phone, which I which I like, you know, they're going into it with information, essentially armed, ready to like go. Um, they're going to ask me, okay, I see that you um, you you deliver linear edits. What what the heck's a linear edit? No one else uses this terminology, and I'm going to be like, great question. You know, this is a linear edit, and and so um, you're kind of let's get into sales then. Okay, yeah. So so you're a great sales experience in my opinion, because I've bought cars and I've bought all kinds of things. Oh, that's a great experience. Yeah, it can be. <laughs> no, no, it can't be. Has anyone ever had a good, like... Only when I've uh, been super passive and just kind of given up and said, yeah, take, uh, take all this money. I suppose just if I was really rich and I was buying a Lamborghini, that would probably be a great experience. <laughs> yeah. I would probably, like love that experience because I'm like, look how rich I am. I'm just thinking about how rich I am the whole time. <laughs> and you just throw money at throw money at the dealer. Walking with cash. a pile of cash. I just yeah. heard I remember hearing a story of Billy Corgan from the Smashing Pumpkins and when during his heyday, he walked into a, a Ferrari dealership with a briefcase of cash and bought yeah. a, and bought a Ferrari. Wait, wait is <laughs> is that in Welcome to America? What what movie is that in? I don't know. I feel like it's in a million movies. Yeah. Anyway, sales experience is um, a good sales experience is all about one where 
you felt like a you were treated with respect, but probably more than anything, um, the person gave you very clear expectations mm-hmm. and you knew exactly what you were buying. Yep. 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 Right. And so when we think about client experience, we think a little less like we, we like we don't really do a lot of in person meetings. No. No, and and you know we used to, and when we first started, we would do a lot, and we would buy people like steak dinner and <laughs> everything. Um, but quickly we realized that really isn't that important to people. Yeah, um, it was not the, the experience they're looking for. Yeah, and also you know we figured out what our market was for the product that we're trying to sell, and we were like, well, you know, a lot of people by the time they get to videographers. They don't want to have to well, go out. Also, they want like, to be able to watch Netflix. And- we, most of our weddings are like in the top 15% of the market. And mm-hmm. we should work with a lot of planners. And there are weddings where we don't even really talk to the couple. Yep. Yep. Like they don't have time. Like you that 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 hustle and flow thing. Mm-hmm. Like we're busy people working with busy people. Yeah. Yeah. They don't have they don't want to meet us. They just want it to be easy. Yeah. Oh man, I I I love that they said when I heard this them say that I was like oh that's so good because it's just like look we're not going to deal with you unless you're you know unless you are on board with who who we are like we're busy people we're constantly working and we're not going to be great they they kind of outline like we're not going to be great at satisfying your every whim so if you're super high maintenance just know we're probably not going to be a good fit. yeah for you. shout out to the hans like, by the way with oh, yeah. what they're doing with hustle floor oh, i love it it's it's great stuff they um, crush it definitely check them out and they're really strong on sales will help you out a lot yeah but um for sure like that that sales experience is really setting the tone for what it's going to be like to work with you yep um and so what do you think are some of the biggest mistakes people make in sales um, I think being in, in, being intimidated and not being able to say no to somebody. Um, I mean, we were I was on the phone yesterday with with a bride, and she was talking about like, you know, well, uh, I want stop go love, um, but I want to have you and Jason do do the video, and I was like, well, you know, that's great. Like we're, we're good videographers. Uh, we don't really do that. We don't do that. And like what we're doing is, you know, this is our brand. Um, you know, this is stop, go love. This is what we do. We have awesome videographers who do just as good of a job as we would. We shoot consistently across the board. Um, if you want Jason and I, we're starting this new business. If you want to be on the forefront of that, but it's a different price point like that. That's just what it is. And not being willing to just be like, Oh yeah. Oh, that's what you want. Be willing to lose the sale. I think, um, I mean, we were, we were talking, nobody wants, nobody likes somebody who's thirsty. Yeah, yeah, it's not yeah. attractive. It's yep. not attractive to men or women. It's yep. not attractive to clients. If a client thinks, we always talk about the law of least interest. Mm-hmm. If a client thinks that you need them more than they need you, mm-hmm. you will lose the sales negotiation every time. Yep, yep, it's and they'll they'll feel like they, they can will just negotiate. Crush you. Yeah, and and I mean. At one point, I think we were willing to negotiate maybe because a little bit more. Because we did need them more than they needed us. Because we needed the work. Yeah. Um, now it's just like, well, I have four spots available on this day. Um, if you're one of them, we want you to be one of them. But if you're not going to fill this role, then pro- someone else most likely will. So like, it's just that's kind of where we are. So being willing to say no, yeah. not make expect or uh, exemptions for people just because they ask. You know, if you are going to because make you're setting the wrong message there. Mm-hmm. Yep. You're like you're you you're ex- giving them a client experience in their head yep. that maybe you can't deliver. So let's talk a little what in the sales thing. Yeah, this is good. If you're if you're listening to this, I'm going to rock your world right now because oh, sock it to me. Yeah, let's talk about client ideal clients. Okay. This is a the fantasy <laughs> of you're going to do it right now. Oh my my goodness. Yeah, I mean, so this is it. This, this is, is like the moment. This is like so, your biggest pet peeve. Of all I time. hate this stuff because it's so <laughs> counterintuitive to business. Like Coca Cola doesn't say, "Who's our ideal client?" You know who their ideal client is? Someone who wants Coke. Yep. <laughs> do you? We were looking for people who want a soft drink. You know what they do too? They go, "Well, some people don't want calories in their soft drink. We need to make." A diet one. Yep. Well, some people don't want it to taste like this. We'll make Coke Zero. Oh, some people want an orange flavored. Uh, that's when they got me. 
Yeah. Uh, they actually I got do love that orange. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's good. Coke with but, vanilla? But like, oh, so good. So in real business, which if you're running a wedding creative business, hopefully you're running a real business and not a passion project that's just a fantasy. But in real business, the the ideal client is the client that you can make happy with the service and product that you have, right? And so that's my definition. My sure. ideal client is a person who I can make happy, who helps expand and grow my brand. Yep. So, yeah, I guess. Not like the person with a certain haircut or a certain age, even a certain temperament. Yeah. Like. So with our business, it's definitely applicable. But I guess what would you say to the person who's limited on okay, I only have 30 wedding dates available. I want to have brides that match my brand and, and they're willing to turn down maybe uh, weddings with a certain you know, venue or, or, or something along You're those good. lines. Would you, would you still say, you know, I mean, take I, what you can get? I, well, I don't think I ever said take what you can get. I don't necessarily think that. I okay. just think... I think when you start taking people and trying to make decisions about them before you've even worked with them, you're on a slippery slope. You're, you're setting yourself to make up a bunch of bad business decisions. So let's um, well, imagine two scenarios. Scenario A, every single one of your leads for an entire year comes in in one week and you get to pick exactly who you want to work with. In that scenario, you can find an ideal client with the exact portfolio you're looking to build. And in that scenario, great, pick your ideal client. The real world doesn't work like that. The real world works, you get a drip of leads, hopefully a steady drip, and you don't know what's gonna happen the next day, and you can book weddings, and then somebody calls you and you're like, darn it, I wish I took that wedding. And I think you can, if you've been doing it long enough, you might, and you're tracking your leads, and you're tracking your conversion rates, and you're tracking everything, you can start saying like, I'm going to get 600 leads and I don't want to shoot at the Radisson. I'm not going to shoot any weddings at the Radisson because then I'm not going to have as much marketing material. I need at least 20 weddings that are marketable. Like make the decisions data driven. Don't just make them based on some fantasy in your head of who you want to work with. If you know you're going to get good a, a bunch of good leads every year and you've tracked this and you have a good expectation, by all means, Pick people who are going to create the portfolio that is going to produce the price point you want and the clients you want. I don't have a problem with that. I just think you got to earn that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. And you can, and there's a paper trail you can establish to establish if you have earned it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like if you don't have any leads and you don't even track your leads and you have no idea about that stuff, I question whether or not this is the problem you should be solving for your business, yeah. ideal clients. Yeah. I would say lead generation. That, that, and, and I guess that would be my problem with it is it's fine to curate if you have a limited amount of space and you're like, hey, I'm not going to shoot at the Radisson or Holiday Inn. Jose Villa I, I, I'm gonna, should I'm gonna only shoot. work with people he wants to work with. Yep. The dude is going to yep. be in demand. The, the problem is, is when it's it's sold to everybody, you know, especially people just starting out, like who are not booked. It's not a way like, to grow oh, your business. Find it's, the people that will, you know, make your portfolio look good. It's like, well, yeah, you'll get those, but also you just need to get paid, dude. You need to pay off your credit card because you have ten thousand dollars in debt. Well, not every wedding <laughs> for, needs to for get your camera. Every wedding that you shoot doesn't need to go on your feed. Yep. Every wedding yep. you shoot doesn't need to go on your feed forever. Yep. Like, you know. You you can curate this stuff, yep. uh, like. But so, if you have like forty weddings instead of twenty, it gives you a lot more opportunities. And this is the last thing I'm going to say about ideal clients: you're not omniscient. Mm-hmm. You don't know. We've all worked with people, and we know some warning signs now. But in general, I'll reference a wedding a few years ago where we had a wedding with a bride who, kind of high maintenance. Had some kind of ridiculous requests. Um, wasn't a great experience for us. And I was like, oh, like I, I, in my gut, I was like, oh, we can make this person happy. Like I said, yeah. I want to be able to yeah. make you happy and grow my brand. Yep. But, and then I, was, I remember questioning, like, oh, was this a good fit? Should we have taken this yep. wedding? Yep. At the end of it, though, she had a great experience. She was really happy. She gave us a very positive review, and I believe we got two weddings off of her wedding, mm-hmm. of referrals. Mm-hmm. 
And so I was wrong. I yeah. was wrong that she was not an ideal client. I, I was I, wrong. I think I think that's super true. And and it's funny how a lot of um, people that you would think, oh, this might not be a good fit. Um, they're high maintenance. That you got to realize they're high, they're not just high maintenance for your service. They're high maintenance probably across the board. So it's like they're asking all these random requests of everybody. And if you're the person who goes above and beyond and does way more than everyone. You are the best vendor uh, uh, in their eyes. You're like, oh, wow, these people, I, you know, I asked them to do all these edits in their wedding film. And you know what? They did it and they did it within a week. And they didn't nickel uh, and dime me. And, and they, they had no problem with it. And meanwhile, we're in the back like, ah, we got uh, Kyle. I have this to go person. into the edit bay. I have to be like, Kyle, um, I'm sorry, but <laughs> we're going to have to do a little bit of work on this one. And, you know work with the song on this one and yeah <laughs> and that doesn't happen very often no right no. it's not like and so like you when you're getting focusing so much on curating your ideal client you're focusing on something that's kind of a waste of your time in my opinion mm -hmm. because i do think venues matter more than clients mm -hmm. i think saying my ideal wedding is a better thing to look at than my ideal client. Yep. Because yep. you don't really know. Like, unless you're willing to be like, I'm not going to, like, and this, if you do this, you're a jerk, by the way. But if you're like, I'm not going to work with fat people. Mm -hmm. Like, come on. Like, if, if you're willing to do that and you actually can get all supermodel brides all paying you, okay, I guess who am I to judge? But for us normal people that have to work with people who pay us, and that's our number one criteria. Yep. Step one. Money. Did you reach out to me? Yep. Step two, did you pay me? And did you step three, can I make you love it? Yep. Right? Yep. That's yep. my ideal client. Yep. And it's not wears a certain thing, looks a certain way. Yep. You know, obviously we don't want to be shooting weddings that are just there's a percentage of your weddings that you can probably get away with not being good enough for your branding. Mm -hmm. If you want to get that detailed where you're tracking like ahead of time, Instagram worthy. Mm -hmm. And you're saying, I need 50% of my portfolio when I'm booking to be marketable. That makes sense to me too. Mm -hmm. Like I don't have a problem with that. But anyway, in your sales, client experience, um, you're good at consultations. How do you make sure that a consultation is a great experience and also setting the tone for their future experiences with you? Um, man, I, I, I think um, making it relational I think is a big deal to me. Um, you know, you see some people who are like, oh, I, I want to be friends with all of my clients. And I, I, I think that there's definitely a difference between being relational and being a friend of somebody. You know what I do with my friends? Go I text them at them. midnight. Yeah. So yeah. if you don't like that, then don't say that. Thing. <laughs> yeah. But I make it relational. If you like it, go for it, by the way. So, so you know, um, I don't know, something that I do when I catch up with people is the first things that I'm asking them isn't, you know, well, how, how did you, um, how are you, were you guys engaged? What's the story? I'm not talking about anything wedding related. I'm like, how is your day at work today? Like, what are you doing? What are you guys into? Like kind of just making it just like we're having a normal conversation and it's not, you know, their part-time job of, okay, I'm, I'm in wedding planning mode. Kind of, I feel like it breaks down that wall. But that, I mean, that's very specific on mm -hmm. just my personal preference on sales. Like, I, I don't think I'm too pushy. I think I'm very fact-driven and well, I give people all the facts and yeah, I'm fair that One way. of the things I think that but, we do and you do effectively when we sell is, A, you know, we're setting expectations that we're relational, low-key, easy to get along with, nice. But then we're setting expectations of um, the client experience is going to be easy. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to say, how can we make this? Yeah. How do we let you know that? Okay, we're so, going to tell you everything you're going to get. Yep. We're going to explain it to you. Yep. We're going to talk through all the deliverables. When they try to kind of catch us, I'm like, well, how much time do I get? Mm -hmm. Like for us, by the way, we say like six to 10 hours, whatever. Yeah. You know, I so they people, know that's not going to be an issue. We want to be there. We And we do. We, we want to be there all day. Like I, I, I don't want to. And I think that's a plus because people at that point, when we say, oh, we're, we're six to 10 hours, usually we're there nine to 10 hours, you let us know. And we just say, it, oh, we want to tell the whole story. It, it lets people know that you're not 
Nick going to nickel and dime them. Yes. Which is important to people because getting in the wedding, you know, world where the venue's charging people $80 for, you know, tablecloths or whatever. Well, oh, and sorry, every sorry, single wedding linens. Yeah, every yeah. single wedding photographer is teaching everyone how to nickel and dime and upsell you to crap. Yeah. If you're just like, well, we just we're gonna be there. You know, I'm not really into because we just want to do a good job. So I don't want my my couple to tell me, okay, well, I only want you there for five hours. If that means that the product is going to be less because they're not going to understand and, and you don't want to set well, yourself if, up for, for If I could conflict. have had an epic product that I can get marketing off of, I have yeah. a crappy product. Well, your client's not going to understand if you're like, if they're like, why is this not as good as those other videos? And you're like, well, you only had me there for five hours instead of seven hours. Like they're not going to understand that. They no, don't care. They, don't they just care. want a good product. So just telling them, you know, Hey, six to ten hours. We're not going to be. And, and so we diamonds. have limits. By no. the way, we don't let clients set the experience. We let we tell them this is what it takes to get the yep. product that you came that you fell in love with. Yep. And you got a hold of us for, and we don't really customize it too much. It's mm-hmm. pretty much like, did you like it? Yep. This is how it takes to get it. But but it's very clear. And so I think like, if your sales process, the client experience is like really cool you have the right latte you're wearing the right hat you're in the right room Mm -hmm. all that stuff but then at the end of it they're kind of like they think they're getting the world and then it's kind of they have no idea that your album costs two grand Mm -hmm. yeah exactly and then they're they're thinking like what the heck at the end of it you're pretty much because you failed at sales and you set the wrong expectations you created a bad client experience after wedding when they come in and they are like, so when do I get my photos? Oh, well, it's in the contract. Yeah. It's yeah. like you've already lost at that point. You've lost. Yep. And the and the person walked away with a bad taste in their mouth. And you can go, you can rant to your Facebook groups and complain and do whatever you want yep. about how it was in your contract and it was really clear. But I would say like that sales experience that you have, you have an opportunity to set the tone for the entire relationship. Yep. And, and I think you do a really good job about that. And 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 that stuff happens, by the way. Yes. It's just going to happen. There's going to be happen. miscommunications. Like, I, I'm not going to pretend like I'm perfect on the phone and doing sales and setting client expectations. Sometimes sometimes I'll get on the phone with people and I'll just have a bad connection with them. Yep. Like, like, I'll break up a little bit. They'll say, oh, yeah, uh, you broke up a little bit, but we're good. And they'll just miss something that I said. You yeah. know, and, and so... There, but if there the client experience is good, you've bought put change in your pocket to deal with mistakes. Yeah, and if the mistake happens, I always am really going to blame myself. Like that is my fault. Like, oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, like, uh, apologize. Be humble. Exactly. Like, oh my goodness, saying you're sorry, like it's my fault, wins you so many battles. Like I can't even tell you. Like especially when it actually is your fault, you're not expected to be perfect. Like, ah, oh, sorry, I totally missed that email. Like, sorry, I didn't that communicate clearly me. that my album costs two thousand dollars and you're not getting any photos. Yeah, and, and that it's and actually a six thousand dollar photography package and not a four thousand. I just, I just think if 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 they have assumptions that were wrong, um, I'm usually going to take extreme ownership and be like, okay, well, we're going to make it right because yes. at the end of the day, you know, unless it's going to cost. I mean, we've even done things where it has cost us thousands of dollars to make it right. You know, like. We, we've we've gone above and beyond. Like someone will, um, uh, th- this is kind of out of the the stream of conversation, but you know, somebody who um, uh, gets dumped. You know, uh, we've had it happen. Brides that that split up. Uh, their you know fiance is has another family in Aruba or whatever. Whatever has happened. Like we've had plenty of people who have called off engagements. So this poor girl is calling me and she's saying. You know, we're not having the wedding. You know, Teddy left me or whatever. Yeah, something. And, and like you're a human being first, by the way. Yeah. Before you're a photographer. And a and we and even though it says in our contract, even though I have full rights to their money to hold on to it forever, we've paid those people back. And you know what? Karma, man. We it comes around to you, dude. Like it really does. Like we've had people that that it's happened to, and then they've come back to us and they've ordered higher video packages because they've had another two years, three years, four years, five years to, you know, actually look at your work and find a new <laughs> husband, find a, a husband that makes more money. <laughs> and, and, you know, we, we've had that happen where we're like, okay, we're going to do this small video package. Then they come back and they're like, oh, I want you for photo, video, photo booth. 
because you just you've won a fan that way. Um, maybe it's somebody in their family. Like that stuff just happens. Yeah, so, a great client experience is how you create advocacy, mm-hmm. not a great product. Yep. Yep. Like exactly. not a great brand. Exactly. Like it's everything combined together that creates yep. client experience that creates advocacy. And it's and by the way, a great client experience will get passed on to the vendors mm-hmm. around them because mm-hmm. if you work with a planner and the bride who works with that planner says, "Oh my gosh, Stop Go Love was so great," do you know who that makes look good? A planner. Yep. And that planner will refer the crap out of you because they want to have happy clients. Yep. Your goal is to make people happy. Yep. That's your goal. Your goal is not even to produce good work. Like, even though I know that you, you need good it's, work it's to make people happy. It's the good work happy. that makes them happy. But yeah. your goal as a business is to make people happy. Yes. And to make people yes. love you. Yep. And have a great time. And, like, that's a human goal I can get behind, by the way, because it makes me feel fulfilled as a person. Completely. And it also makes me feel fulfilled and, uh, as an artist. It's, 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 it is so much better feeling great as a human than feeling great as an artist, by the way. I know a lot of people who do great work who hate what they do i feel like if you're a great artist you're a great artist for like three days out of the year (laughs) you know the rest of the year you're just struggling and like ah i suck at everything it's miserable but you can always be a pretty good person right like it's much easier i think to be a great person than it is to be a great artist great integrity is good business yes yes it's just but it is. And like client yep. experience and sales, setting that experience in a way yep. that they know exactly what they're getting. They know by when. Yep. They know all these things. And not only, and they also know what you're what you're like. Are you guys cool? Are you low key? Are you luxury? Yep. I think it's important to set those expectations. Like yep. if you know, like for instance, we barely meet people in person because we want people to know if you want to talk to us, it's gonna be by phone or email. Mm-hmm. That's the best for you. And and, and by the way, I, again, we will meet people in person. Again, yeah. If, if, if they're calling and they're like, we just want to feel comfortable with this person, great. Like, come on in. We'll meet. But we usually, don't suggest it. But, but when I say that, I'm like, okay, great. You want to meet in person? Okay. Our office hours are, yes. you know, it's implied sales. It's, you know, if you're going to meet us, in, I don't tell people, well, the only way we meet with people is if they come in in person. I'm saying, okay, great. Well, our office is open, you know. Nine to five, Monday through Friday, we can make sure that we, you know, I'm there or somebody's there to talk to you. It's it's implied. It's hey, we are excited. But that either you're way, you're in. setting the experience yes. in their mind that they can't. Like if that's a big problem for you that you don't want people emailing you at midnight, don't respond. Mm-hmm. That's you. Yep. You're setting that expectation with the client that I am accessible twenty four seven. By the way, if you want to do that, I don't freaking care. <laughs> Go ahead and email me back at one a.m. Do whatever you want to do. Some people swipe by it, man. They're like, oh, do I, whatever you need to do. Yeah. But like, you just you're setting expectations for the client experience, mm-hmm. and you know that's what it is. So pre-wedding, let's assuming they you they loved it. Mm-hmm. I love your product. They had a great time in sales, and um, everything worked out great. Something I'll, I'll mention too, really quick. I guess this is an in between between sales and pre-wedding too. Is having a good paper trail. Like we talk about it a lot. Like, so even if somebody is like, oh, I thought this was, you know, something different that you guys sold or whatever, you have a paper trail of, no, well, we actually talked about it. Here's the email that we talked about. Now, saying that, I, I obviously there's something that was misunderstood along the way by, <laughs> I don't say by you, but something was misunderstood around the way. Even though I I wrote this down and we did our best to help you understand, something was misunderstood. We're still going to do our best. I'm sorry it wasn't clear. Yes. That's really saying, that could mean whatever they want it to mean. But I feel like if you have a good paper trail, they know it was clear. They they just ignored it. People know. A conversation is not defensible. It at least has to be in writing. It at least covers your butt, and especially someone's going to be very um, gracious with you if you're like, "Oh, well, that's why we uh, sent you it in the in the email." Um, you know, we definitely want people to be super, you know, informed on what's delivered. But I understand there's a misunderstanding. You know, that being said, I'm going to do what's right for you. Like they're going to be much more gracious, even though because they know they messed up, they so see it actually in person. I talk and about it this a lot, legally. right? Turning a loss into a win. Mm-hmm. How do you? take those situations and actually make them a positive experience for a client. Totally. Yeah. Like that's what it is. Yep. Is like you're taking a, what could have been a loss for you, which is 
maybe you made a mistake or yep. maybe in their mind they, you made a mistake and you're making it a positive experience by being gracious and helpful. Mm-hmm. And yep. it's like client experience. Because they, they don't expect you to react well to it. And when you do react well to it, you exceed their expectations, even though there was some sort of, you know, client not, experience not is not client reality. Mm-hmm. It's their opinion of working with you. It's not necessarily yeah. the truth. Yep. And so a lot of people get that confused and they're like, well, I said it. It's in my contract. Your contract is like, that is not a communication. <laughs> Our lawyer tool. has to remind us of that oh, all the so time. Stupid. <laughs> your, <laughs> your a, client, a contract is not a way to uh, communicate. Sh- communicate services to people. It's <laughs> just there for lawyers to, to protect you. Like, yes. Yes. Your client experience needs to be a real commu- human communication, yeah. whether it be in an email, which I consider human communication, a text message, your website, yep. in a consultation, anything you want someone to know in a, and be able to function with and, and that will impact their experience with you should be communicated. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be in a contract, Yep. right? And if you don't communicate your contract well, Shame on you. It's on you. So we're going to make this a two-parter. So if you haven't subscribed on Apple Podcasts or if you haven't subscribed um, to our YouTube channel, if you don't hit the bell, go ahead and do that. This We are here for you. Let us know what you want to talk about. We, we also did just um, start a Facebook group yes, as well. So it's a community. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a big part of what we want to um, want to bring to the wedding world is is discussion, really. So um, there, there's a lot of I, I don't know, Facebook and and these places. A lot of times they can get pretty toxic. We want to have a pretty tightly knit kind of community, and I think a good Facebook group is is the way to do that. So, Ranges of opinions. We want yeah. like one of the issues I have with a lot of Facebook groups is like it's obvious that there's a certain methodology that runs the group. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's like, if you don't subscribe to it, you get shot down and, and shouted down and or your comments are hidden or, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or something like that. And it's like, you know, we're just looking to bring some business stuff to the table. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not looking to make a bunch of money off a bunch of people. Um, so anyway, check out our next episode. Thanks for checking out the Wedding Pros Podcast. Thank you.